There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My debut book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, is out now, and you can order it from Amazon, Waterstones, or any other major bookshop. In this book, you will learn absolutely everything that you need to know about manifestation. You will understand that it really is a self-development practice to live by, to empower yourself, to step into your light, to become the best version of yourself that exists, and to attract anything you want into your life. I cannot wait for you all to read it. And if you love it, please don't forget to rate and review on Amazon, Audible, or wherever you purchased it from. Thank you so much and happy manifesting. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today, I have a very special episode. It is the wonderful, best-selling author, Laura Day, on the show. Laura has spent three decades helping individuals, organizations, and companies use their innate intuitive abilities to create profound change in their lives. Her work has helped demystify intuition and demonstrate its practical, verifiable uses in the field of business, science, medicine, and personal growth. She has testimonials from Hollywood's most respected actors like Nicole Kidman, Chris Rock, and Brad Pitt, as well as some of my personal favorite inspirations, Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer. It's an absolute honor to have her on the show today to give us some advice on intuition and unlocking our most empowered selves. So Laura, hello. Thank you so much. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. And really, you know, the reason I do what I do, I guess, is to really um, help people to be the very best version of themselves. And I know that the advice you're going to give today is going to be um, contribute so much towards that. So the first thing I really want to start with is a very simple question. What is intuition? Um, How do you feel it, understand it, and how can you connect with it? So intuition is non-local perception. And what that means is that our five senses, which is the way we get all of our information, feeling, touch, hearing, sight, and smell, can move in time and space. This isn't, you know, intuition is not a belief system. There, uh, There's actually over 50 years of research at major universities and at the government level that every single person, not just 
freaks, you know, every single person has the ability to, for example, move their attention forward in time or experience what it is to be someone else, the old-fashioned walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. Our brains are actually limited only by the fact that we need to stay sane and we need to be able to orient in time and space. So our brains are actually limiting organs, but you can be trained to go beyond those limits. And of course, one of the things that I try to do is teach people to go beyond those limits, but safely. And I, you know, we'll speak about that more later because we are all able to move in time and space and we repress a lot of it. Part of what intuition does is actually not helpful. It allows us to feel someone else's depression or mm. be afraid of something we'll be equipped to deal with when it actually happens. So it's really important. And, and, and one of the things that I really devote both my writing and teaching to is it's really important to realize intuition is a gift we all have. And in like any other gift, you know, a sweet tooth is a gift in nature. Your brain needs glucose to function. It's not a gift if it goes overboard. And so how do we learn to use our non-local perception in ways that enhance our lives and help us build our dreams? And that, I think, is really the, the important part of intuition. Oh, incredible. And and I really actually um, had never thought about intuition as being related to empathy. Um, mm -hmm. I, I thought intuition was only about how, what we felt within ourselves. And I didn't realize that actually it was also to do with being able to really understand how others feel and, and really feel that feel their feelings. Well, you know, I, do, I don't actually, and, I, and I'm just saying, you'll have to forgive me because I'm such a purist about these things. It's not, empathy is just one tiny part of intuition. Empathy right. is being able to, is what I would call mediumship. So you feel somebody as they're feeling themselves. Mm. And actually that's not helpful. I always, when people say to me, I'm an empath, I always say, well, that's a psychiatric disorder. And let <laughs> me teach you some ways to stay in yourself so you can actually have impact. Because of course, you can't have impact on something if you're merged with it. Think of it. If you are the door, yes. you can't open the door. So in, in a sense, it's so important to be um, to be separate from and and intuition is a very big umbrella. It it really covers our ability to move in time space. It's the ability to tell the future. It's ability to send and receive thoughts from others. It's the ability to actually be somebody else. It's the ability to view a remote location. Now, a lot of military research was done on that before we had uh, more precise ways to surveil things at a distance. But it, it, and it's practical. I mean, I think that we tend to magicalize intuition. I think I made that word up, but I use it with my students all the time. They say, I want to manifest. I say, don't magicalize. Manifest means you want to make something happen. So let's keep our tools grounded in a way that we can use them because I find that life is you know, challenging and complicated and we make it more challenging instead of 
less challenging and more pleasurable by um, by magicalizing and by kind of giving um, giving a, a very um, a kind of magical explanations. The simpler you make the complex abilities you have, the more able you are to use them. And that is really the goal. Incredible. And I think especially relate to the idea of importance um, and not making something feel, um, like you say, too magical. And and I think for me, I mean, I just wrote a book called Manifest all about manifesting. And and the aim was to really um, explain to people that this is not about visualization. It's not something that is, um, you know, miracles will happen. It's all about self-development and inner work and being proactive and there's so much in there and it's all about the doing um and so yeah I absolutely love that so if somebody was to like really has has no idea about this even this concept of time and space and what that what they could really use their intuition for on a in a practical way um in their day-to-day life um could you give us some insight into into that please sure well let me let me um i think so one of the easiest ways to explain it is to tell you what i do for a living so mm. my living other than teaching and writing is made Uh, through predicting the future for companies. So I tell different companies what will happen. Or, for example, I help them um, understand someone that they might hire uh, and how that person will work in the company. You can uh, use your intuition to give you information about anything that your intellect or observation would be able to answer. The difference mm. with intuition, of course, is that you can move it around. And even the the idea of space-time gets magicalized. People say, how can you tell the future with intuition? Well, mm. easy. It hasn't happened yet. And uh, the same way, you know, everybody think about a week from now. Where does your attention go? With intuition, your attention goes to that same place. And actually, Often when we think we're imagining, we're actually intuiting. And the cleaner you get that process, the more accurate your information is. So it's um, so important to prove your information, which is why I ask people when they're training intuition to keep really good uh, accounts of what intuition tells them. And what is it? How do you know it's intuition? Well, it's something that you wouldn't have otherwise known or something that you notice in a different way. So, for example, you may have to change your phone company. And th- these are like simple, mundane ways intuition mm-hmm. works. And, and what do you want? You want the best service for the lowest price. And all of the sudden, when you're walking around every day, same streets you always walk on, you notice five signs for the same company. And then you look into it and you notice their prices are better. They have coverage exactly where you need coverage. So intuition works in those very simple grounded ways. Now, intuition also has some very you know, just like life has some very fun, miraculous ways of working. Um, so does intuition. But it really is about just simply knowing what your questions are and then notice 
noticing what comes out of left field to be able to address those questions. It's, um, you know, one of the differences, I started in the early 80s, and I started as a test subject, because at the time, there was a lot of interest in seeing if, if things like telling the future or viewing remote locations or telepathy did or didn't exist. So I started as a test subject. And on some level, that's still how I train people, you know, know when you're right and know when you're wrong, because nobody is 100%. Um, and, and in my day, in the early 80s, there was no way of seeing what the brain was doing. Now, what's really interesting about being able to test these skills is you can demonstrate with, uh, I think it's called a functional MRI, you can demonstrate that the brain responds to a picture that a computer has not yet randomly generated. So the bra your brain, a novice's brain, responds to things that are out of the blue that haven't even happened yet, wow. which is why it's so important to have a methodology to be able to organize all of this overwhelming information that every single person gets all of the time. That's incredible. I like my mind is blown hearing that study. But so many um, like it too. You know, I think that part of the problem with, you know, proving or disproving intuition is that there are so many studies. They're not, mm. they're the kind of things nerds look at. I'm a math and science nerd. Barely <laughs> the kind of thing that the, the spiritual market uh, tends to look at. Mm. And, and because, you know, nothing done by a human being is 100%, it, it, there, are, there are always going to be misses as well as hits. And, and what research looks at is beyond beyond the possibility for doubt. Now that we have proven these abilities beyond the possibility of doubt because we've there's the it's so statistically improbable what uh, intuitives have been able to do in a laboratory setting or what novices showing their intuitive skills have been able to do that we can actually count on this information and that said, nobody should ever give away their power because I think that people get confused between their inner dialogue and intuition. Intuition is accurate and actionable. Inner dialogue can be kind of scary. Mm. How can somebody tell the difference? Well, there are many ways and nobody, including myself, can tell 100%. First of all, you are your own worst intuitive because you are run by the same beliefs and dreams and fears that blind you to possibilities and blind you to uh, information that might be unsettling. You know, the subconscious is designed to protect us from what is what is disturbing. So we might repress information that creates change. Whereas getting together in communities, and one of the things I do is develop intuitive communities where people exchange readings, um, is that someone who doesn't know you, if they tell you something that is verifiable, that is accurate, there's no, they're not doing it from their hopes and fears. So one way is have someone else reliable read you. The other thing is work with your own subconscious. And the way to do that, and I outlined it in a book I wrote called The Circle, but the way to do that 
is to have a very clear goal and then document, write down the information as you go about your day, not in meditation, but as you go about your day, the awarenesses you have and and be as specific as possible. You know, people tend to get a very specific awareness, like they feel something important is going to happen March 11th, but they write down something nice in the spring, write down the detail. Because one of the things that happens is once you prove to yourself that your own intuitive information is useful to you in getting you what you want, your subconscious, your inner filtering system will allow more of it to be available to you. So so make sure to document and don't worry if you make mistakes. You know, one of the hardest things I have in training people is that in order to be accurate in a very detailed way, you have to be willing to make a mistake because even I, and I've been doing this for over 40 years now, even I, when I'm predicting the future, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You know, uh, my my, my uh, son calls it the, um, the batshit crazy line. I don't know if I'm, you know, right or batshit crazy until I'm not fired by the same, co- you know, I work for the same companies for 30 years. So I figure if I were batshit crazy, they would have fired me. <laughs> But it's really important to document your information and to know that you will sometimes misinterpret something and make mistakes. The other really important thing that people forget with intuition is intuition really is a brain that's hopping over its healthy natural boundaries. So your healthy natural boundaries help you interact with people and reality in daily life. Intuition takes you into someone else's experience, into the future, into a dialogue with someone at a distance, or even someone you haven't met yet. And one reason why there are so few really successful intuitives is that that same ability to be all over the place doesn't help you act on your information. So when you get information, it's really important to, first of all, say, is this safe to act on? Because if your intuition is saying jump off a bridge, I would say that the risk reward there, you should probably look into. Um, that's probably not intuition. It's probably, mm. you know, a bad moment. Um, but, but you, you know, to do things, if, if your intuition is saying, you know, lighten your tech stocks and there's no real downside in doing it you might want to follow that intuition or you might at least want to document it a few times until you realize that it is reliable Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet, letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from just search for the A to Z of men. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So I wanted to ask, there was a story in the news over here recently um, about a taxi driver who was um, carrying a passenger who he basically, and I'm going to cut cut this really short, but basically he had predicted that he could see just in the split second that he was going for for his backpack or, or was acting kind of suspicious. And he so quickly and so instinctively kind of threw himself out of the taxi and locked the passenger in who who did end up having a bomb and, and saved the lives of all these people in the hospital. And this happened just recently. And when I heard this story, I was so like overwhelmed by the ability for this 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 taxi driver this hero to be able to actually act on that intuition and to and because it's so rare to do because also when it comes to uh, I mean I don't know this is just my opinion but I think when it comes to the intuitions we have maybe around other people a lot of us in in general are also really blocked by this fear of be um you know we don't want to like and Im- be rude in case we're wrong or let's say if we feel that you know as a woman how often do we feel uncomfortable in the presence of someone but we don't want to say anything in case we're wrong and then we offend someone and I think we really struggle as can struggle as a society to act on our intuition about others because we also want to be polite all the time. Um, and I think it's the same on, on a much, um, you know, simpler level, you know, when we're, when we're dating people, you know, let's say we've got a bad feeling about someone, but we don't do anything. We still stick around. Why do you think we do struggle so much to act on our intuition? And why is it then so shock, like surprising and wow, when somebody does? Well, I think that we do actually act on our intuition far more than we're aware of. It's just not every instance is as dramatic as jumping out of a car with Mm -hmm. someone who has a bomb. I mean, intuition is first and foremost a survival instinct, and we act on it all the time. Unfortunately, we're also created by our habits. We are neurotic beings. And so your intuition can help you find, as it did in my life, the same, you know, dysfunctional partners that you were raised with as parents. Mm. And that's why it's so important to 
Um, know what your goals are and know that it may not be intuition that's choosing your partners. Uh, it may actually be your, your old patterning and intuition. You might need to refocus your intuition on something healthy because intuition will help you find the next unhealthy thing as easily as the next healthy thing. It's not, intuition isn't good or bad. It's simply a way of getting data. And I think that we don't, um, we don't express our intuition a lot of the time because it may be appropriate to act on and may not be appropriate to express. If someone is making us uncomfortable, it might not be appropriate to express, you know, you are making me uncomfortable because it may be more appropriate to ask intuition, to ask yourself, what do I need to do to keep myself safe? And you may then get a sudden urge to leave the area, for example, or to change your phone number. Um, you know, I think that that as women especially, and this is much more true of my generation than yours, we are raised to accept a lot of abuse as normal. Mm. And so, uh, and a lot of inappropriateness as normal. Um, I mean, I know very few women who haven't been, you know, rubbed up against on a bus or a train or, you know, or been the victim of inappropriate comments or behavior. Although I think we're finding that that happens to men quite, quite a bit more than we realized as well. There's just not much of a venue to express it. Mm. And I think that that one of the things that intuition is supposed to do, and it is a good starting point for everyone, is your job as a human being, first and foremost, is to keep yourself safe. That should always be a target. Mm -hmm. And so there should never be a question uh, of getting yourself out of a situation you're uncomfortable with. Know that if you stay in it, it's not intuition keeping you in it. It's your old patterning. Um, and that's something that you want to consistently um, question. But from an intuitive perspective, intuition will also give you a way to express something, uh, making the least trouble for yourself. Mm. Thank you so much. That's so, so helpful. Um, really, yeah, beautiful advice. You know, I do want to say one thing about interaction and intuition. One of the places that intuition is, it's very important to understand how your intuition functions in your environment is there is so much research on telepathy. People hear metaphorically how you are feeling, what you are thinking, and your judgments about yourself. Those are broadcast loud and clear, but often people don't know what they're reacting to. And wow, really, and by the way, you are hearing that from other people. It's a telepathy is a dialogue. We think of telepathy as sending a message, but actually it's a dialogue between you and others, between you and environment. So it's really important to try on different kinds of being. And often one of the things I suggest is that people you know look back to their most empowering memories and find memories that suit a situation. So for example, if someone's about to attack you verbally, perhaps a memory of when you were welcoming and understanding would be one that you should re-experience and it might redirect that person's attack, for example. You're always broadcasting and you're always hearing and especially 
in intimate relationships, that's important. When I'm pissed off at my husband, I let him know straight up right away, because I know that even if I'm sweet, that my telepathy is going to express that to him and he's going to be reactive anyway. And it'll be far more complicated because nobody will really know what they're reacting to. And I think a lot of people uh, destroy relationships before they begin or undermine relationships they're in because they're not clean about their telepathy. And once again, there are ways to express things um, that are more acceptable and less acceptable. And one of the things intuition allows us to do is experience the language of another person or another culture and, ex and, and express, uh, you know, anything in that language in a way that you'll get positive uh, acceptance. I mean, I, I'm reminded of, I don't know that if this is true anymore, but I, I've lived in Italy on and off since I was 15. And People would come to Italy and say, oh, my goodness, you know, the men are so obnoxious and people are so rude. But in my day, you didn't women didn't wear shorts and, and tank tops in Italy. Uh, you know, you could do that in New York and nobody would notice, but you couldn't do that in Rome and certainly not, you know, not in the 70s and 80s. And so they weren't speaking the language of the culture. Um, and when they did dress appropriately for the culture, they found that actually, you know, Italian people and Italian men are very helpful and very courteous and very supportive and actually, uh, in many ways, less aggressive than walking down the streets of New York. But it is learning the language. Uh, and and that's so important with with telepathy to take a moment to listen to the audition you're going into or the party you're about to enter and know what is the language where I can express myself both telepathically and in terms of my presence and verbally in a way that I'll get the response I want. Mm, oh my goodness! Yeah, I can. I feel like it, that just makes so much sense. Um, and I'm in my brain is just thinking of all these examples that, that I'm sure all of us have, and I'm sure everyone listening is the same. Think of all these examples where absolutely sensing that energy, um, you know, and and that telepathy has really been at play, and and now it makes sense. So yeah, that's really I'm gonna that's gonna stick in my mind. That will. I mean, sometimes you 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 can misinterpret telepathy. You know, sometimes. Uh, you'll experience someone as defensive. And if you wait a beat, you'll find, oh, no, they're shy because they like you so much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's always good to wait a beat and let information reveal itself and then try it out. Try something different. Try being reassuring, going over and saying, oh, you know, I like your jacket. And then the person's at ease and you find, oh, yes, my telepathy was right. And now we can begin a real dialogue. Mm, I love that. So you mentioned a little bit about um, psychic abilities and um, intuition, you know, that being a part of intuition. And for you personally, um, I would just love to know if you have um, anything that sort of any fun story you could share with the audience about something that you've predicted that was just like, wow. <laughs> well, um, you know, fun things, a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think of something fun. I mean, uh, intuition has been, uh, 
life-saving for me and as it is for everybody in many ways um there's it's well documented that i predicted the market crash of i think it was 2008 and took all of my money out a couple weeks you're kidding no that's uh that was uh, in newsweek and in on cnn um i called did you tell us about that what so what happened before um i woke up one morning and i thought you know I'm uncomfortable being in the stock market. I want to sell all my positions. And I called my broker, who is still my broker. I mean, this is you know, a long time ago. Um, and uh, and I said, I'd like to sell everything I have in the market. And she said to me, I think that's a terrible idea. You've made over 30%. And I said, you know, you're probably right, but it's giving me agita. So just sell it. As you said, I've made over 30%. So we, she, she did it and she sold it. And then a couple weeks later, the whole, it was what they called the credit crunch, the whole market crash. And, um, and it was well documented, it was well documented also because I had said something, I try never to make those kinds of predictions on air, but I had said Mm. something by mistake, actually on an Irish radio show. (laughs) So Newsweek picked up on it and CNN picked up on it. And so that was one. I mean, I, I, um, it saved uh, my life in a car crash. I was sleeping in the front seat back in the days in Italy where you didn't wear seatbelts. And I literally heard my dead mother's voice say, put on your seatbelt now. And I woke up, put on my seatbelt, and it, a millisecond later we crashed. No. And it has completely saved my life. <gasps> Uh, the same thing on a trip to Italy a long time ago. I, I, um, I'm very cheap with airfares, and I was especially cheap back then. I was in my twenties, I think, and um, and I, I, I all of a sudden felt like I, I'm going to not go to Italy the next day, and I canceled the trip and changed my ticket, which had a huge fee attached to it. And they bombed Rome airport right when I was uh, expected to arrive. So those are are simple things, but I'd rather tell a novice's prediction for me. So I have, uh, I am married to my second husband and about, I don't know, 30 odd years ago, I was teaching a workshop and training people to be intuitive. And at the end, they all write a reading for me. And uh, so they write their predictions for me. And one person's predictions were just so off. She saw me getting married, which I swore I'd never do again, to a Colorado cowboy, you know, real man's man. So not my type. I mean, give me a man in a tutu and I'm in love. (laughs) And and, uh, someone who worked in TV and film, which I had a hard and fast rule, no Hollywood, never date Hollywood, not even an entertainment dentist ever. And so I, you know, and this, I remember this because when I was because I told her that I thought it was a little bit off, but it was a good effort. <laughs> I save all of these. And when my when my soon-to-be husband was moving in to my apartment that I've had since I was 23, I had to throw things out to make space for him. And so I was reading all of these old readings compiled over decades, and I found this one. 
And my husband from Littleton, Colorado, who is a screenwriter and TV writer, who is definitely a broad-shouldered guy's guy, who had somehow convinced me to get married again. I and I I I found her and this was you know decades later and and apologized because we don't know the future but someone at a distance does and this complete novice this was a first time person had done a predictive reading 20 years 25 years in the future you know um for me that ended up being and she was a beginner true wow. and she's taken another workshop with me, but I had to apologize to her because I simply didn't relate to him for me. I was with another man then that her reading broke every single rule I had. And I'm now, now been married to this man, been with him 11 years. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. I absolutely love that. I don't, why are stories like that just so uplifting and amazing and they just make you feel even though we've said it, we've started this conversation saying, you know, it's not magical. And yet it feels, it, it feels like this beautiful magic, even, even though it's, it's real. But you know, the interesting thing is intuition, which is the same as psychic ability. It's not magical, but you're magical. We're magical. Human beings are magical. Life, if you open the right door, holds the potential for something that's completely beyond magic. You can create a miracle literally from today or tomorrow. Today you're alone, tomorrow you're in love. You know, it's we, and that's really why I love intuition is it helps us find the right path, the right door. And it, it feels so good to know that we live in an interconnected universe, that in a sense, we are all family. We all feel each other. We can all be each other's fairy godmothers. We can facilitate each other's well-being. And I think that that is what manifestation is. Um, going back to your book, manifestation is the ability to use what is, have a sense of what will be, connect with who and what is going on around you and be part of making the right choices to guide and be guided in a direction that you want. Oh, so beautiful. And yeah, throughout this conversation, I've been just thinking, wow, it's this is so, it, there's so much synchronicity between things I've written in my book and, you know, and it is manifesting. I think so, actually so much that when I think of all the great thinkers and speakers and philosophers and, you know, like yourself, um, there is an element of manifestation with all of it. And I, I do, for me, I feel like it's, it's the, the big kind of underneath the, um, it's the tip of the umbrella of so many different kind of incredible practices. Um, but again, yeah. manifestation is just making something happen. And that is what we can do as human beings. You know, there's a lot of sitting around saying, why isn't this happening? Or people going to psychics wanting to know what will happen. And I, I do a free live every morning on Instagram where people exchange readings and they say, will this happen? And I'm like, no, the question is, what can I do right now in this moment to make this happen? Exactly. Manifesting is making something happen. And of mm. course, 
it's much easier to dream about something happening or even to fear it or despair of it because it doesn't require anything of us. Whereas actually making something happen requires us to do something differently. And for every single one of us, myself included, I hate changing slip covers. <laughs> myself included, change holds with it grief because even if what we've created is awful, it was meaningful to us in some way. So mm. it, it the, the grief of letting go, the risk of doing something differently, the necessity of growing abilities that we need to address an even bigger opportunity. I mean, all of these things are hard. You know, we dream, for example, of falling in love, but great, you meet someone you're in love and all of a sudden what comes up? Your trust issues. Who's a part? I mean, when I met my husband, we were both adults with grown children. It's whose gorgeous apartment are we going to live in? Now, those are high quality problems. <laughs> I wasn't about to move out of my gorgeous apartment and he didn't want to move out of his. I won that battle. Where <laughs> um, came first, he won that battle. We're, we're back in London in uh, in the spring, but um, you know, for a show that he's he's doing. So, you know, it's it's it is um everything carries with it the need to not just manifest but to do so in cooperation with what's around us and to make the effort and that does require intuition and the more intuitive you are the more easily you can do that but it's never life is way too complex and rich to ever just be easy Absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. I mean, manifestation and the importance of um, effort and change and being proactive and hard work as well. Laura, it is an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, I could honestly listen to you all day. Your voice is mesmerizing. May I give people just some quick ways to engage their intuition? Oh my God. Absolutely. I was actually just about to say, just before you go, could we? So so first of all, no, there's no such thing as an intuitive and there's no such thing as a psychic and there's no such thing as a healer. That's every single one of you. What there are people who are more organized in using this ability. Here is a quick way for you to organize yourself. First of all, you have a million things you want. Pick three. Pick three things that you want to create in your life in the next week or a month or a year and write them down because inside is a messy place. So you want to get them outside of you. Those of you who don't like to write, make a picture of them, uh, create a song about them, but in some way, allow them to exist outside of you so that you can work on them so they don't get lost in the mess. Mm. And then you'll find that when you have written down your goals, and once again, one is best, three max, when you've written down your goals, what you'll notice is everything from your habits, your tastes, your dreams, how you, what you notice about other people, what literally you notice in your environment, all of a sudden there will be a shift. And it truly is all of the sudden. It's not a process. Once you have a target, intuition uses everything to give you the information. And the most important thing to do, again, is take it out of the mess that we are, the rich, delicious mess of being a human, and write it down. Once a week, 
review all the things you have written down that you've noticed and allow them to speak to you as not as if you'd written them down, but as if they were speaking to you. And what you will notice is that you get a very detailed plan of what is coming up, what you can use that's around you, what's really going on with the people around you. It is very helpful. The other thing is feeling is not intuition. Intuition is immediate, it's actionable, and it's accurate. So if you think you're going to you know, die in a fiery crash and you felt that way for years, I guarantee you that's not intuition. Your fears are not your intuitions. Your intuition will say, bring an umbrella. Your intuition will say, you know, you're going to have a reaction to that antibiotic that you're about to put in your mouth. Your intuition tells you things that are immediate and actionable. So, so be careful of your neuroses. Also be careful of things that have a lot of charge. No, if your intuition is telling you that your partner is fooling around, they probably aren't. You know, intuition will more likely say, uh, go, go to Limmerston Street tomorrow at three, and you do, and you notice, ha, huh, why is my partner there? I'm just <laughs> at work. You know, don't confuse your neuroses for your intuitions and use your intuitions for things that build your life. I think the most common mistake is we use them to figure out if something will happen or if someone's doing something. No, make your goal and then use your intuition to notice how you can make it happen. Human beings are alchemists and you can create the life you want with some intuition and some determination and discipline. That was an absolutely incredible episode. Thank you so, so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.